Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matt. I'm Jeff. Welcome, everyone. Tonight, we're going to be talking about the uh, episode seven of Agent Carter. Almost the end. Almost to the end. It's I think they called this one Snafu. Day. Snafu? I think that was the title of this one. I feel like that's a modern word. It probably is. Why would they use it on Agent Carter? Not okay, Marvel. <laughs> what about that continuity? Um, well, so first we're going to talk about some news and, uh, and just kind of cover what's been going on. Uh, last week we talked a lot about the Spider-Man, um, announcement. And so there's still some, <laughs> so still some Spider-Man news this week. Um, they say that they are, um, on the top of their to-do list, Marvel is planning to, um, make Spider-Man more youthful. Yeah. And they plan to make him a high schooler. Uh, which is 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 very comic book appropriate, um, which I, I'm excited about. I, what do you think of a younger Spider-Man? I think that the younger Spider-Man would probably be more <clears throat> um, accessible for like a younger audience. For like, sure. They, I, wonder, I wonder how it'll feel to us as like, because I can't think of an actor in a high school like a high school role that I'm going to connect with as a 30-year-old man. You know what I mean? Like Well, yeah, like it's going to be great for Marvel getting in that younger audience, like you say. It's it's going to be great for that, but I also feel as I guess uh, as a fan of 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 Spider-Man as he has been um in various media when he is more in line with the comics, being quippy seems more like it seems more like a high schooler thing to do. Sure. Like sure. if he's younger, he would probably be more quippy. The way that Andrew Garfield did it, you know, Andrew Garfield's thirty one. Not saying that he looks bad for thirty one, not saying he looks old, but he just he doesn't bring a youthful Spider Man to it. It just kinda seems like he's a bitter old asshole <laughs> so to speak. He's just He's a bully that's that's just you know poking at the at the bad guys and just berating them. I see what you're saying. It's like when you've got that young kid, it's like, "Oh, he's so silly and young." Yeah. It's kind of like when kids make fun of people. It's like, "Oh, they're just they're just being kids." Yeah. Those silly little um, 18-year-old but punks. 31-year-olds picking on people. <laughs> he's just he's being a jerk. Just an asshole. <laughs> just an asshole. Precisely. I get that. Precisely get that. that. There's like a certain amount of... Uh, there's an age limit. Yeah, there's an age <laughs> limit on being that kind of asshole and being an okay person. And <laughs> getting away with it. Yeah, yeah. I get that. I like it. Um, <laughs> I think I think that that is a, that is a reasonable reason to uh, look at those Andrew Garfield movies in that way. I, I hadn't thought of it that way. <laughs> but I like it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I like to provide a new perspective for you. And just kind of like, you know, bring you into my world. Yeah. You're welcome. So this is a, another piece <laughs> of news about about Spidey. Um, and the fact that apparently there's some talk of it possibly being bad for Black Panther in the MCU. Yeah. Expl explain that a little bit. Well, I mean, as we all know in the Civil War comics, um, Spider-Man was at the center of it. He was the one that everybody was fighting over, basically, like... You know, he's the kid on the street. He was the Florida. Yeah. As goes as goes <laughs> Spider-Man goes the country. <laughs> exactly that. Yes. You What was the hanging chad? Oh my god, really? <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. 
And Tony Stark's over there. I just, I want to recount. <laughs> want to recount. And a recount. Wow, that's some political humor from a decade ago. <laughs> yep, right. Way, way to go. We're, uh, we're really in those current events. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you know we're hip and cool, guys. <laughs> anyway, um, so, so as we all know in the comics, Spider-Man is Florida, and... Apparently, from what all the speculation was, you and I speculated this a lot, too. From what all the speculation was, is that Black Panther was going to replace him, since Marvel didn't have the rights to Spider-Man at the time. So, Black Panther was going to take that role and just Mm -hmm. kind of be the the swing state, so to speak. Yeah. And... The swing state? (laughs) Yeah. Webs? uh, Yeah. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) The web swing state? The web swing state. (laughs) I like it. Anyway, so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so what, what they're saying so is Panther, a lot of people are saying that Black Panther might have had that larger role in Civil War, but now that Spider-Man is in the, he's probably going to take that role. And yeah, so it's unlikely that Black Panther will, uh, will have as big an impact and will have as big a role to play. I, however, don't feel that way. I feel like Spider-Man and Black Panther can be two sides of the same coin mm-hmm. like they can both be fought over spider-man's the guy on the street he's the he's the street level or well rather he's the the not the billionaire he's not the huge hero he's the guy in new york that everybody knows mm-hmm. but then black panther does black panther have a secret identity yeah t'challa i mean like in I mean, in Wakanda, everybody knows that everybody he knows is that. That's, is. Well, that's the title that he has, is Black Panther. When you become the leader of Wakanda, you become so the he's, Black Panther. So he's not a secret. It's not a secret identity. It's not a secret identity, but his his opinion on the... On registration. The, on the registration issue, topic rather, would be a valued opinion, likely. Sure, sure. I, I, he could probably swing more of the world with him, like the UN conferences might have a little more pull in either direction. Sure. I my my opinion on it's a little different. I just think that now that this has been revealed, there was a lot of speculation. Like you said, we speculated about Black Panther taking on that Spider-Man role yeah. in Civil War, but I think now that we know that the, the what's actually going to happen, I have a feeling this deal has been maybe not final and maybe not inked, but like this deal has been what they planned to do all along. Like maybe, maybe the, the fact that we're, we were all speculating about black Panther was because we didn't know Spider-Man was going to be there, but I don't know that it's hurting black Panther. It's just, we were all thinking that black Panther would be this, but it, it never was the case. I think that black Panther does have a role in civil war, apparently. Yeah. Um, obviously. and possibly in age of Ultron. Um, but we we just didn't know this deal was was gonna they were gonna be able to pull this off and I think the fact that I mean that movie comes out in a year and three months yeah like they've got to know what they're doing by yeah. now they may not have everything cast they haven't started shooting yet but like well they're supposed to start shooting in a couple of months I yeah think. they better <laughs> like a year <laughs> no, and I think three it's months. supposed to be they start shooting in April okay a year and three months is not a lot of time to get that movie made and edited and. You it's know, a big movie, it's too. It's a big movie. All those... Mm. There's a lot going on. I have a feeling this might be Marvel's biggest movie. I think this movie might sell more tickets than Avengers. I don't know. 
Well, okay. It will be the biggest movie out yet when it comes out. But I still think Infinity Wars is going to take it. Okay, that's granted. But I'm talking about <laughs> right now. Yeah. Uh, what, it's what everybody's talking about. Well, it's what everyone's talking about. But no, no, not even that. Like, it's got the two biggest Avengers in it. Yeah. Um, so you've basically, you're going to have the Avengers pull. Yeah. And then you're going to have the Spider-Man pull at the same time. And you're going to have the new guy on the block that everybody has been waiting on. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, but I, but he's we, we we he has yet to be proved that he's a box office pull. But I'm just saying, like the two biggest box office pulls in Marvel history, Spider Man and the Avengers, are going to combine forces to make Civil War. That's yeah. going to be insane. Yeah. And then, well, I mean, when I say everybody's been waiting for him, as far as Black Panther, like. Well, I know everybody's that a lot been of waiting for a, a leading. Like to be honest, everybody's been waiting for a, a superhero played by or a black superhero that's in the lead. That's true, and that's. I mean, I'm just. I'm talking about it from a business perspective. Like that is a whole other market that you might, uh, you might see. This might appeal to more more African American people. Yeah, it's going <laughs> to bring in more of that of that demographic. It's also going to bring in the people who really like Spider Man. But then yep. it's also going to bring in everybody who's been in love with the Avengers. And it's going to be the biggest melting pot of a movie. Yeah. And now Infinity War may be that plus more things because it might bring in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. And bring in, you know, uh, inf- whoever else, Captain Marvel. All these things might Doctor come Strange. together. Might come together. And I, I agree. I think Infinity War will beat Civil War. But I think Civil War is going to beat Avengers, which is a huge task. That is a big thing to do. I think it's going to do it though. I mean, we're almost, I can't believe we're I can't believe we're a year and 3 months from this happening. Yeah. It's like we should get be getting a trailer in a few months like <laughs> based We should on, be getting a teaser. Yeah, we should be getting a teaser in a few months like in, it, and that's just very exciting. It's very exciting. It really is. Well, like everything Marvel related right now is very exciting because there's so much they have so much momentum right now. They are a steam engine that will not be stopped. Yeah, absolutely. by anything. Absolutely. Um, so, what else you got in news over there? Well, let's go back. I'm going to take you back. Taking Two- me back. 2008. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to the original MCU movie. You remember Ironmonger, right? I do. You Did you know that uh, Jeff Bridges said that Ironmonger was actually not supposed to die? I, I I've heard that. I, I heard that on this news story, but I, I don't understand. I didn't read it. Uh, so what? what's the in deal? In the interview, basically, Jeff Bridges was saying that at, when it was originally written, when the script was originally written, they were supposed to be like uh, law enforcement or scientists or whatever opening the Ironmonger's suit after everything was all said and done, like just, you know, cracking him to get him out of there. And they open the suit and find that his body's not in there. Is how it was supposed to be. But apparently they redid it and kill his ass off. That's hmm. a direct quote from him. He's like, mm-hmm. they killed my ass off. Mm-hmm. But um, he's been told, apparently, he said it in this interview, he's been told that like it's, it's the MCU, it's a fantasy universe. You, you never know what could happen. You could come back. But he's not holding his breath. No, and I mean, who's really clamoring for an Obadiah Stane return? Oh, man. After the Big Lebowski, <laughs> well, sure, sure, he's the dude. That you was know, that was before that was before Iron Man, right? Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, 
Jeff Bridges, I'm, I'm going to be honest. When we watched, whenever I first watched Iron Man, I watched it the opening night. It was like um, Thursday at 9.30 or whatever that I went yeah. to watch it the first time. And then I went back at midnight and watched it again. Yeah. Every single time that we, that my friend Joseph and I are the ones that we went and saw it together those two times. And every time we saw Jeff Bridges on the screen after, like on the second time, we were like, you are no longer the dude. You have lost all dudeness. <laughs> Your dude status is gone, sir. I have a, I really appreciate the dude. I really appreciate the Big Lebowski because it makes it okay for me to drink white Russians. You're right. Um, otherwise, I'd be getting uh, called out for it being, you know, a girly drink. But uh, <laughs> well, it's just the dude's drink. If people say that it's a girly drink, you know what you should respond to them with? What's that? Well, that's just like, you know, your opinion, man. <laughs> you got to say it just like he does, too. Okay, I'll do that. Anyway. <laughs> so, um... I guess we should probably carry on with some uh, with some Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. news, I guess? Or do sure. you want to talk about Samuel L.? Uh, sure, let's stick with Samuel L. Let's stick with the movie universe right now. The movie universe. You know Nick Fury, obviously. Samuel L.'s got two more movies left in his contract. Think about that. You remember way back when, wow. when it was like Nick Fury is going to be in 13 Marvel movies? You remember wow, hearing that, is, that? No, I don't. Okay, was right that the original? When, yeah, that original was his contract. original contract was 13 appearances. Wow. I can't believe. He's got two left. That's crazy. That we've been through so much together. That is crazy. That's a, is that including including Ultron? I'm not sure. Because we know he shows up in the trailer for Ultron. We can probably go back and count. Well, sure, but, you know. I don't want to do that right now. No, though. I don't either. So he's got two left. I think he's been pretty much everything but Guardians. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's got two left. And um, he wasn't in. He wasn't in the Hulk. Anyway, he's got two left, and apparently, he's saying like unless he gets an extension, then that's going to be it for him. But he has also said that he's totally cool with playing Nick Fury, as long as he's around to do so. Hmm. So he likes the part. He likes playing the part, especially since the part like from the Ultimates comics. Ultimate's universe of comics was made, was made uh, like based on him. Yeah, and then they got him to play it. That's so, so awesome. It really is. It almost <laughs> makes me want that uh, the Miles Morales Spider Man thing to happen. Um, which I want that to happen. A lot of people are speculating that over time. Someone said that uh, Miles Morales was based on Donald Glover. Donald Glover. Yep. Uh, and that's so. So yeah, that is the case. That is yeah. Um, Brian Michael Bendis actually, whenever he saw. What is it? What show is he on? It's not Community. Part, Community. When he saw Community, and he he saw him he was in wearing Spider Man costume, the Spider Man pajamas or whatever it was. He saw that and was like, "I want to read that comic. I think I'm going to write that comic." That's neat. And so he just wrote the comic. So so some people are speculating that it could be a Miles Morales Spider Man we see in this this, yeah. this new incarnation, which I'm not opposed to. I'm not opposed to it. I think it's a little bit too early though. Because that would be a, um, I think that would have to be a solo Spidey flick for that to well, isn't isn't for the, that to have the same weight? Isn't the storyline that Peter Parker dies? Okay. Oh, Peter Parker dies, and then Miles Morales becomes. Yep. Okay. Never mind. I wasn't sure if the if it was just a different universe. Yeah. Well, it's in the Ultimates universe. 
So, but but Peter Parker does die. Peter first. Parker does die. I think <laughs> he's fighting the Sinister Six in his front yard. He hits the Green Goblin with a semi truck. You know what I think would like be picks up a semi truck and hits him with it. Wow, that's intense. He uh, normally pulls his punches. Yeah, you know what I think <laughs> would be a um a really really amazing way for them to go with the Spider Man movies. Amazing Spider Man. Get uh, it? Yes. Sorry. Yes, I do. What are you talking about? Sling, sling states, sling. Um, the uh, it's I, too early for callbacks. First five minutes, callback city. Um, <laughs> I think it would be an amazing uh, way to go with the, with the, this is this is totally out there and would never happen. Would never happen. But they, they couldn't keep it a secret. If we didn't know. Who's Spider Man? Who's playing Spider Man? Until they unmask him in Civil War. <laughs> like, what if? What if there's this whole registration thing happening on the screen, and they're like, they're, he's like, they're pro registration. There's anti registration. Everyone's asking him to take his mask off, and he's just Spider Man. And we just know him as Spider Man. And we watch this whole movie as he's Spider Man. And it's not until he's unmasked that we find out. Who, who 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 if he's Miles Morales or Peter Parker and if he's a uh, who who's playing him? <laughs> there's there's no way. There's too much possibility. There's too much leak possibility for that to happen. Sure, sure. But if they could pull it off, if they could that pull that be, off, that would be incredible. What a what a what a moment! Like oh my you god, could not cre- recreate that moment. Uh, there's there's very few ways you could recreate that kind of like tension. And there, excitement. Okay. that that happening. And, like, wanting to chase that is kind of like what heroin addicts are feeling. Like, they want that first high again, you know? <laughs> yeah, that you could never do that again. You would like never be would able be, to pull that off again. It would be... It would be it they would wouldn't be, be able to pull it off the first time. It would be a singular moment if they it could really pull it would. off. It would be awesome. I so, want to share that moment with you, Matt. I want to share that moment with you, Jeff. <laughs> we need to have a podcast rolling like a remote podcast in the theater while that's happening <laughs> so that everybody can share that moment with us <laughs> we'll just like mic ourselves and just like hear us like crying and squeeing and, <laughs> um, just really getting into it yeah yeah totally um so i like I, that idea uh rdj had an interview um we'll post that on the on on the facebook uh it was a lengthy there, interview it was a, it was a pretty lengthy interview does it did you have any takeaways that you particularly wanted to bring up i just i i like that in the interview he seems like a real person that's really actually interested interested in the way that the 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 marvel cinematic universe is going he's he's basically saying it's not all about me anymore it's not all about me making the money it's about making this big huge thing happen and he's all about it. And I really like that. I really like that he's on board for that. Yeah. Like, he's not just... Like, he wants to help Chris Evans bring in a darker side of Captain America by being, you know, the antagonist in uh, Civil War. Mm-hmm. He wants to make everything happen the way that, that Marvel wants it to happen because it benefits everybody. Mm-hmm. It benefits the fans especially. Because yeah. this is a big thing. I'm really excited about how he feels about it. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, yeah. He seems legitimately 
um, interested in the process and the projects that they're doing, not just uh, not just on getting a big paycheck or whatever. Like yeah. Uh, so so I, I'm I'm really glad, and I I, I don't know if that's a signal of him also learning his worth because he's. He's he's made a few soul movies, uh, non MCU movies like The Judge, and they just weren't received that well. Yeah. Um. He hasn't he hasn't been able to pull that box office numbers from Iron Man and take them elsewhere. Yeah. Um. I don't know if that's he, he may be so associated with Iron Man. Like we want to see Iron Man. We don't really want to see <laughs> Ryan Jr. I want to see Tony Stark. I don't care about whatever else you're playing. <laughs> like be Which, Tony Stark as a lawyer. Go. <laughs> well, I, th- I feel like when he first became Iron Man. There was a little run of movies that did really well. Um, like uh, I don't know if they did really well, but they seemed really like a big deal. Like Due Date, yeah, and um, and uh, what was it? One Tropic the, Thunder. Tropic Thunder. Oh, that was a good one. It really was. Um, and the one where he uh, the where the cello player, uh, the soloist, the soloist with Jamie Fox. Jamie Fox also yes. gonna be a Marvel or. No, he's not going to be in the MCU. Nope, guess not. Probably not. That oh, sucks. Yeah, uh, he, I mean, was a, he was a decent <clears throat> electro. He was. A, it was decent. It was decent. I, I, I was. I don't want to know if I want to get onto how I felt about the Mark Webb Spider Man movies, <laughs> but um, I really just didn't feel like the motivations of that character made a lot of sense. Yeah. It was just so. It was he's so. He's got car- mental problems. Yeah, it was just so cartoony. It's like yeah. Yeah. It did seem a lot more cartoony. Yeah. It was a lot more goofy. Like, I'm going to make him the case be my best friend. We're best friends. Both of those Mark Webb movies seemed really cartoony to me. Yeah. The Big Lizard, which I understand it's from comics. I know, I know that, but like, just, just the, the Big Lizard talking just seemed weird and just cartoony. Uh, I didn't like the score in the first one. Oh, yeah. Like when, um, uh, when he was in the lab for the first time, and there was that whole like I'm gonna find her and save her, and the, you were expecting uh, the lizard to come popping out. You were expecting Kurt Connors to come popping out at any time, and it was like there was quiet, and then there was just this random like spring of of loud music, just like blah, where you would expect that to happen while something bad is happening, hmm. but it was just that. It was just the just the music, and then nothing happened. So I like I kind of jumped from the music and I was like, "You really? You just really? No, nothing, nothing. Okay, that's all right." I was I, mad not, at it. <laughs> I'm not. You're just mad because it made you jump. Yeah, I was. Well, I feel like I I jumped for no reason. Yeah, and they they did that. I to feel me. like horror movies do that a lot. Just yeah. try to make you jump for no reason. Um. Anyway, so I guess that's pretty much all the movie news we have. Uh, I guess we have have a few pieces of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. news. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. comes back in two weeks, my friends. Two weeks. Two weeks. Woo. We only have, we have tonight's episode of Agent Carter and then the last one. Mm. And, you know, there were, there were so many trailers and everything, like so many little clips like that Marvel would put out. On uh, on Facebook, that was like, is this the end for Agent Carter? Mm-hmm. And I was always just like, no, we know it's not. She's got one more episode after this week, and, and then, then she lives for seven years. She lives until like at least Cap Two, <laughs> probably some more. So yeah. no, I mean, there's a there's a little bit of a loss of suspense if you keep that in your head. Like 
she's gonna survive. I've seen her in later sure. life. But it's still like oh, you feel for the other characters. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Let's not get too into that. Well, so Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. news. We have uh, some casting news. Luke Mitchell has been cast as Sky's Inhuman Guide. Yeah, his character name is going to be Lincoln. Apparently, he's just a guy that shows up and helps her through the transformation process and what it means to be an inhuman. Yeah, and which I think is cool. I wonder how they're going to... I guess you say he shows up. I, I don't know if that means she's going to have to go to him or she's going to leave the team to go follow her in human path or whatever. I'm betting he just kind of shows up to help her out. Like, mm. well, you, you remember the, the eyeless dude at yeah. the end of, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. of that, of the finale, the mid season finale. Um, he bears a strong resemblance to a comics character called the reader, um, which I know nothing about, but I just know that he's, he looks like mm-hmm. who they called the reader who's recent addition. Um, but I'm thinking that my um, my speculation on it is that the reader and his group of people, whoever he phoned up, uh, they feel her awakening, mm-hmm. so to speak. Both, and both of them. Yeah, awakening. both of their awakenings. And then send Luke Mitchell, yeah. uh, Lincoln. I, my, my, my question is, is, is not so much whether he comes to her or she goes to him. It's more that, like, is the team going to be okay is Coulson going to be okay with an inhuman guide leading her somewhere? There have been a couple of um, articles and clips and snippets here and there where it looks kind of like nobody trusts him. Okay. Because he's, yeah, that's he's what a weirdo. I was uh, he's a weirdo that just showed up to take Sky away after they just started to they like... just get her back. Yeah, <laughs> we just got her back and working. <laughs> She was cool. broken for a little bit, if you recall. Yes. Yes, she was. Um, <laughs> so Sif, uh, it looks like in uh, the second episode, yeah, uh, March when 10th. we come back, March the March 10th episode, Sif w- will return to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She was on Sons one of my favorite episodes of season one. Well, yes, men. One of my favorite standalone episodes, I should yeah, say. Yeah. One that wasn't involved in the overall plot, which there weren't that many that just completely weren't involved, but I really liked Yes Men. Yeah, it was a um, good one. So this this I'm excited that she'll return. Yeah, Jamie Alexander nice. is really good at yeah. what she does. And it's just really nice to see people from the movies coming down to the show. You know. Yeah, well, I like showing that I connection. like seeing some of the smaller movie characters get more uh, screen time and more uh, interfacing with an audience. You yeah, know? it makes it means that Marvel cares about the character. We have yet to see her in another movie since she was on the show. Right, but if she's on, say, before Thor Ragnarok. She's on like six or seven Shield episodes. Then when she shows up in Thor Ragnarok, she won't seem out of place because she's Sif. She's supposed to be there. But we, as the audience of Shield, will know her really well. And yeah. I, I'm excited to see. Like we've the already weight. got a little bit of a rapport with her, yeah. other than the movies. I'm excited to see the weight that that brings to her role in Thor Ragnarok or any Avengers movie she shows up in or what whatnot. Yeah, That's and cool. and on the same on the same token, um, I'm excited to see how Mockingbird progresses and. Like if she gets into the movies and you know moves up a bit, like people that that started or people that have followed the show are gonna know her. They're gonna, you know, they're gonna identify with that character already. They're not gonna need all that lead time, and they'll they'll have that already. And that's that's a good thing to have, I guess. Sure, they don't need an origin film, and yeah. they said they're gonna stop doing origin films. They're not doing origins yeah. anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
there's still we're still waiting for Edward James Olmos to uh, to guest star and there was a there was a there's a rumor I guess there was a a, a hint a teaser so to speak that Clark Gregg posted on his uh, something I think it was on Twitter with the Hawkeye or something yeah where where there's possibility of Hawkeye showing up yeah so that would be another nice thing to uh, to have as far as interconnectivity yeah I'd love to see Hawkeye show up and the last we have one more piece of casting news don't know who this is but Drea De Mateo uh, will play a gifted woman at odds with Coulson's team named Carla Faye Gideon. I know who Drea De Mateo is. Drea De Mateo, um, she was on... Sons of Anarchy? This, uh, Sons and of the Anarchy Sopranos. and The Sopranos. She played, on Sons of Anarchy, she played uh, Jax Teller's uh, first love, who gave birth to his son in the season one of uh, Sons of Anarchy. So uh, if, you, if you know that character, she's like a the junkie mother of... Jax Teller's, uh, <laughs> but she's on the show from the entirety of the show, so she's she's a pretty, pretty pretty big character, especially near the end of of the like seventh season or whatever it is. <laughs> um, so 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 she's I I like her a lot. I thought she did a really good job on Sons of Anarchy. So yeah, and she's probably going to do a really good job here. And she's supposed to be, um, like the character's supposed to join up with Cal, uh, Doctor Hyde. Cool. I'm sorry. Dr. Calvin Zabo, Mr. Hyde, um, and join forces with him. And I don't know what they mean by gifted, like what kind of powers or yeah, what Because I don't think she had powers in the comics, correct? Right. That in, character. That character in the comics was just in, um, in a Daredevil run called Redemption. And she was like a victim of, um, of domestic abuse that decided to like defend her husband and stay with him. And that put her at odds with Daredevil and, you know, Daredevil's like, you gotta leave him because he's beating you. And yeah. she was like, no, he loves me. And obviously Daredevil, Daredevil doesn't like that. I'm, I'm interested to see, though, if, um, if this character is actually the same one, or if they just took the name. I'm interested to see if it's the same one from that comic and if that leads into Daredevil. Because oh, that, that casting be really... news comes in really close to Daredevil coming up. Yeah, I like that. Would be awesome. That would be neat. That'd nice be little neat. interconnectivity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so speaking you, of Netflix, sorry. Oh, you, you, yeah, you had some. Uh, you had some other news that we weren't going to talk much about, but you wanted to just mention that we'll be posting on on Twitter and Facebook this week. Yeah, I've I had already posted on Facebook a little bit of uh, first images of Kristen Ritter as Jessica Jones are hitting the web. Sweet. Um, from the you know from their shooting or whatever and it's really funny like i kept looking at him thinking this is gonna be great she's gonna be a superhero and i look and she's just a normal person she just looks like a normal person on the street and i was like wait a minute jessica jones was a normal person that just happened to be a superhero every now and again i guess that makes sense I felt let down at first, and then I was like, you're an idiot for thinking. The first images of Jessica Jones. Oh, Jessica Jones. She's just that actress in jeans and a t-shirt. Oh. <laughs> yeah. she's. Oh, look. She's in a peacoat. That's she's a nice peacoat. Wearing a peacoat. It's probably cold. <laughs> there were, there the was... theories are abounding. It's probably cold <laughs> in New York. <laughs> cold in New York? No. Crazy. There was snow in the pictures. 
There you go. There it so, is. So we know it's cold. We know it is cold spoiler, and part of it. Spoiler alert, everyone. <laughs> Let's go ahead and drop the spoiler alert right there. It's cold in New York. <laughs> These are things you need to know. <laughs> this is Jeff coming to you or coming at you with news you need. <laughs> anyway, speaking of New York, the New York Toy Fair has been going on for the past like week or something. I haven't known that it was coming up, and I haven't known when it was going on. I just know that I'm getting a lot of news in my feed about toys, and it's a little ridiculous, but... <laughs> you were just like, what What did I sign up for? <laughs> yeah, I was like... like oh, the toy fair. This, this is not I the see. comic book resources feed if it's talking about Legos. What the hell? <laughs> but apparently... Um, Marvel has all kinds of crazy deals with Lego and and Mattel and like all these others. Sure. And there's a lot of um a lot of costume images that people are saying like this could be the Hank Pym costume. This is what this is our best look at the Vision so far. And it's sad that our best look at the Vision is a figurine uh, yeah. standing in a case. It is yeah. a really cool looking costume. It's a really cool looking figure. It looked like from the things I saw it was pretty much Pretty much just like very similar to the comic book, correct? Yeah, kind of. Um, I mean, there's some some key differences. You know, there's more texture to his costume. He doesn't have the goofy um, the collar. You know, because like every superhero that had a cape that draped around them, kind of like a cowl, or kind of like a uh, not a cowl, but a uh, like a full body around cape. Yeah, would have this goofy huge collar that came off of it it was like a foot high it would curl at the ends a little bit yeah so vision had that in the comics for the longest time and he doesn't have that here thank okay. god gotcha we're pretty close that's that's cool um you yeah. know it's got some neat textures and everything we'll we'll post pictures of this on uh, on our facebook and twitter yeah. twitter and facebook will be posted on this week so check that out <laughs> twitter and especially not to mention all our all our new uh all our other things that we that we will be posting, all the new news that isn't even out yet. We don't even know what it is yet. <laughs> um, and I'll probably, I guess, I'll post the registry as well. Sure, man. On the Do on the Twitter, I feel like I'm begging for money. Eh. When I when I advertise it, you don't have to feel that way. Okay. Small rumor, I guess, to end it to wrap it up. Uh, there's a rumor that Angelina Jolie has been. Uh, courted so to speak to direct Captain Marvel because Marvel was so impressed with Unbroken and her job in that hmm. and um, the articles that I've been reading are like she's been sent a hefty offer hmm. so there hasn't been any confirmation from anybody on that it's still just a rumor phase but it's something to, to keep an eye on <laughs> rumor phase that's cool um all right, well, I think I guess that's all the news we have. Uh, I guess let's go into our spoiler section for Agent Carter. But before that, we need to do all of our nice little plugs. Come oh, on, man. yeah. Oh, yeah. We have plugs. a structure to maintain. Plugs, so much structure. So it's just meticulous over here. It really is. <laughs> we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. In partnership with... 45 Magazine. If you'd like to check out 45 Magazine, go to 45-magazine.com. They've got some great uh, great news and uh, things that would be commiserate with your interests. 
Um, if you'd like to connect with us, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash MCUcast. You can find us on Twitter at at MCUcast. Um, or you can find us on the web at mcucast.wordpress.com or just email us directly at mcucast at gmail.com. And it, our favorite way to get a hold of us is if you'd like, you can call our phone number. That's 573-CAST-MCU and you can uh, just call us directly. And you can leave us a voicemail and we can play it on the podcast as a part of the show. So that would be awesome. Please do that. You can make your mark. Oh, we wanted to send out a special thanks to the uh, From the Helicarrier podcast. Absolutely. Uh, they, they, they sent us a shout-out last week, and we really appreciate you guys. Um, we, uh, we we really, really, really do. They, just, they do some good work over there. They do a podcast about Marvel Avengers Alliance. That's that Facebook game, Facebook right? Facebook game that you all surely play and love. So if you if you if you if you like the Marvel Facebook game uh, Marvel Avengers Alliance, go check out that podcast. They talk about it over there. Actually, I used to play that game a lot when I was on Facebook all the time. Yeah, and um, I don't know. It got to the point to where like I couldn't keep up with it, and I just I couldn't do all of the ridiculous missions because it was like you need to dedicate a large portion of your day to this game <laughs> in order to get ahead, and I just couldn't do it, and I fell behind. And then I started falling more behind. Then I was like, all right, to hell with this game. I yeah. just put it down. Doing music full time, I just have weeks where I just don't have time for anything else but work, you know? Yeah. And so when I when I have those weeks, I always end up falling out of those like sorts of games. And I tried to play World of Warcraft for a while. And I tried to play... Uh, even stuff like Minecraft and stuff where I'm just like <laughs> yeah. I like get really into it for a week. And then I'll have like two, three weeks where I'm just so busy and I don't have any time to do that stuff. And I just... You know, have to re restructure my life and stop doing fun things. <laughs> I just well, have to play music all the time. Stupid old music, no fun ever. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's good that those guys have fun. You know, while podcasting, yeah, absolutely. like they play the game while podcasting. It's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, guys, it's go, handy. <laughs> go check them out. From the Helicarrier is the name of the podcast. And I think they're on thehelicarrier.com, if I'm not mistaken. Nice. That's a, that's a great URL. We should get our own. We should get our own. We should be mcucast.com. I wonder if that's available. Probably is. Uh, <laughs> Somebody pay for that for us and, and send us all the login it. information, yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Well, uh, all right. Well, let's talk about some. Uh, spoilery things about Agent Carter. Agent Carter. Agent Carter. Agent so, Carter. I guess we're getting into the episode in three, two, one. Chief Wiggum dies. It's true. He blows up. Blows the f up. I was gonna say it, and I thought better of it. Oh yeah, I did too. <laughs> That's why I changed it to the f. I was like, I don't want to have to edit that out. <laughs> it's not so much I, I don't I don't curtail my speech to like avoid um saying the F bomb, but just to avoid editing later. <laughs> oh, so <sighs> that's funny. We got we got this new 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 episode here. Uh I thought it was that was a pretty good tight episode. Um We we had a lot of action, a lot a lot of movement, even though in a way, a lot of nothing much happened. Yeah, 
Um, they're, they're, well, a lot happened. They didn't go many places. They're pretty much a self-contained like bottle episode. Yeah. In in the uh, in in the office, right? Well, it was mostly in the office. The they go across the street, so it was That's like a, it. it was a two building operation for this <laughs> yeah, entire this thing. Entire episode happens in two buildings. Well, there was there was the one bit with the theater. So the theater. Yeah, when they um, finaled the theater. Oh, that's right. So there were. You, that's right. The theater. Two and a half the buildings. Yeah, two. <laughs> um, no one survived. But if a if a if a theater is shot in the woods and no one survives to remember, uh, you've lost me. Tree You're falls taking too long on it. In the woods. <laughs> if if the theater gets shot in the woods and no tree is around to fall on it, does it still exist? Um, yeah. So it's like a, <laughs> a bunch of Schroeder's Schrodinger's cats in the, in the in the theater box. And they were all dead when they opened it. <laughs> all right, this is getting weird. Let's just talk about the episode. <laughs> you're getting you're getting way too deep with it, man. It's just a show. It's just a show. I think the uh, the the so pretty much the main portion of the episode was them trying to nail down what who who Peggy Carter was and whether they could trust her or not. Yeah, whether or not she was a bad guy. Well, we had the opening scene with. Um, the doctor. I like how the opening scenes here lately have been like getting to know the villains, the villain a little bit. I do too. And, and it just, it, it gives you a little bit more insight into them and how just dastardly they are. Kind of sets up their power and yeah, whatnot. The, the villains in, in agent Carter are a little more mustache twirly, like <laughs> just straight up villains. Yep. As opposed to, you know, what we've... <laughs> as, as opposed to Grant Ward. Yeah, like Grant Ward, who's just, like, unstable or... He's such um, a complex character. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I'm not sure where they're going. I'm going to end up with Grant Ward, but... Uh, with with um, with these guys, it just pretty much seems like they're evil. They're yeah. just evil. Well, they're Leviathan. It's true. Leviathan is comic. I prefer a complex villain. I feel like... Maybe Dottie is a little complex, but she's just been raised to I be... I think Dottie ha- just has such crazy upbringing to where it seems like she's complex. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's she's nuts. Yeah. Sorry. I enjoyed the way they edited this uh, this interrogation scene with uh, with Agent Carter. Uh, they edited it so that she's responding and then it just keeps cutting to a different agent interrogating her. Yeah, it looks like all three of them are interrogating her all at the same time. There was a shot where I literally thought all three of them were in the room at the same time. And I was like, whoa, guys, you're just, you're laying it on really thick. <laughs> but like, no, I think they were all behind the glass, except for one at a time. Well, yeah, they were, they were all in there one at a time and she would answer each one of them in turn. But it seemed like all three of them were just like, like falling all over each other to try to be mean at her and mm-hmm. just be the bad cop and just yell at her. Yeah, I kind of, I really felt sorry for her. I, the whole time. I'm sitting here like, just tell them, just, just tell them. Yeah, just tell them the truth. Tell which, them the entire thing. Which pretty much this episode, she just holds out and doesn't tell them the truth. And Jarvis tries a convoluted way of getting them out. <laughs> really, really. <laughs> I love when she got pissed <laughs> off at him for for bringing the fake, yeah. the fake confession. Wait, like, was the confession real? 
No map. No map. <laughs> did you write it yourself? <laughs> yes, ma'am. I did indeed. And I like how he he doesn't move his mouth at all when he says it. He's just he's so just ashamed. He's like, I don't want to talk about it. I really don't want to talk about it. Please, please stop asking me hard questions. <laughs> I really liked the Jarvis that we got this episode. I feel I feel like this show, the show has really been a, a, a duo show between Jarvis and Agent Carter. Yeah. And we've seen a lot the of last two them. episodes or so. We haven't gotten hardly any Jarvis because they've been on the outs. Yeah. And so um, it was nice to see them be trapped in a room together and have to work <laughs> together a little bit. I like I was I was really excited to see where they'd go with the I was really excited to see them get out of that room. Yeah. Like they broke the glass. <laughs> and, and I just remembered something. We're still trapped together. We're still handcuffed, handcuffed to a table. To a table. Um, I just, uh, uh, that was really funny. Uh, but I was actually kind of excited. Like, what are they going to do? How are they going to get out of this? They're going to have this awesome thing. She's going to break the glass. They're going to have a cool plan that involves the broken glass and the, <laughs> somehow getting out of their chains and glass doesn't <laughs> cut metal. I don't know what they're thinking. Um, <laughs> maybe she's got a hairpin she can take out to pick the lock something, but no, no. they just didn't think it through. <laughs> It's like just, they broke the glass for no reason. It's a really dumb thing to do. And then Agent like, Thompson's like, "What the hell is going on in here? What are, they, what are you doing in here, people? And we got, you know, we have to fix this. <laughs> you know how much this is going to cost." So, <laughs> I really like that about it. I really like it. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um. So like, there's just there's really great editing done hmm. throughout the whole interrogation and then we get like take her out of this room so that Edwin Jarvis can show up and the way that Edwin Jarvis showed up was hilarious oh yeah how he just like walks past the operators and he's just like ma'am can you can you just open the door I'm here to see Chief <laughs> I'm here Julie. to see the SSRA Chief w- <laughs> Chief Chief Wiggum whatever his real name is Dooley you're deceived, Chief Julie. I was brought here before. <laughs> For questioning. And she's just like, I don't know what you're talking about. We're very busy. Can't you see all these phones ringing? Please Is that leave. all just for show? Is that like six ladies in a line <laughs> with phones ringing? They don't actually have anything to do. Are they? Do they? I don't know. I don't know if it's actually the telephone company and they just like also have the SSR there. Seems like maybe a reasonable solution. I don't know. No, man, that's that's just efficient use of space. That's all that is. What do you mean? Well, you know, if you've got room in your telephone company for an SSR outpost, might as well have it. <laughs> like a like a pool. Yeah, <laughs> we got room for a pool. Come on, might as well put in a pool. Come on, I know it's a lot to maintain. Yeah, but yards are always better with pools. <laughs> And telephone companies are always better with with secret government agencies. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be our motto. <laughs> For like any time we want to add something to something else, be like, dude, you know that telephone companies are always better with secret government agencies. 
And that's that's arguments done at that yeah. point. Yeah, it's just like a standard pat argument you can use. <laughs> that's the ace in the hole. So finally, after none of Jarvis's plans work because they're real bad plans, because <laughs> Jarvis is not a good planner, uh, they uh, they they just come clean. They just tell the truth. Well, she told the truth because she saw the uh, the psychiatrist dude tapping out Morse code. Oh, that's right on the um, on the windowsill, and I mean at that point they got to get out of there quick. They yeah. got to like earn trust quickly. And like, how can you earn drugs quickly? I guess they'll, I guess we'll try the truth. I don't know why they're not <laughs> trusting us so far. We've done nothing to lie to them for eight episodes. Seven. Seven. Well, six, technically, I guess. Six and a half. Yeah, we've done nothing but lie for six and a half episodes. I don't know why they... Why don't you love us, SSR? <laughs> Look what you made me do. So, she sees him... Tapping out Morse code, and she's scribbling it down because she's got, you know, a couple of notebooks or whatever. And um, I, I like that Jarvis reads it over her shoulder. Yeah, that was cool. And she's like, you know Morse code? And he's like, I'm offended that you're surprised. <laughs> like it, it seems like one of the skills that he might need to have, I guess. I don't know if that's true. He's butler for Tony Stark. Tony Stark. Tony Stark. Wow. Howard Stark. He's uh, butler for Howard Stark. Howard Stark's got a lot of communication happening. And I'm fairly certain he probably gets a telegram or two. I do telegrams. And has to send. You do singing telegrams. I do do singing I telegrams. I have utilized your services. It's fun. It was for... That was for Sif's birthday, wasn't it? Yeah. That was a good time. Your lady's birthday. Yeah. Um... Yeah. She enjoyed it. Awesome. Thank you for just singing My through. Girl to My Girl. You're welcome. But I just got to uh I just got through Valentine's Day where I did like twenty twenty telegrams in two days. <laughs> God. It was so hard. <laughs> I really like didn't get much sleep. I had two shows and twenty telegrams in two days and pretty much was working for forty eight hours straight. I was it was rough. Anyway. Good times, though. Just thought I'd tell you about my telegrams, because you said telegrams out loud. <laughs> you basically asked me how my, how my Valentine's Day went. Yeah. This, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah? Of course I did. Can't you tell? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they, they write it all down. They confess everything, because that's the fastest way to get it out to where they can understand that there's there's some crap going down. Mm-hmm. In less than ninety minutes, apparently. Yeah. And then that was nineteen minutes. I think she 90? said. I think she said ninety. Okay. But like, oh man, the 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 look that she gave, and and the feeling that she conveyed whenever she had to reveal that it was Captain America's blood, like yeah. the last oh. sample of the blood. That line, I just wanted to try to keep him safe again. I almost cried. Yeah, that was that was tough. She she really, really, she acted her ass off. Yeah, yeah she did. Because um, it could have been a, such a straightforward scene, and she really, really gave it some heart. I felt, I felt it. Yeah. I was like, don't worry, Peggy. He's safe. <laughs> oh, it's so tragic. Like she doesn't know he's safe. Damn. So I, I really, 
All this Chief Wiggum stuff, man. I didn't know how to feel about that. I was like, come on, man, just break out of it. Break out of it. You're stronger than this. Don't let yep. him control you with the focus. Focus. Just focus. I really just it's so tragic. And, uh, the agent made him call his wife and like make plans for dinner and it was just so rough. Yeah. And oh, he was like, You're gonna reconcile, it's gonna be okay. You need to go home early. And we thought that he actually went home early. He was actually just dreaming. Yep. It was awful. It's pretty awful. It was so bad. Because he's, like, he's playing on the man's like deep-seated need to reconcile with his family. Why are you going to mess with family like that? Mm-hmm. And now he's actually not even going to be able to go home to his wife. Think about that. It's rough. The man dies on the day that he was like, it's like, I'm going to go reconcile with my wife. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, let me jump out a window but to it, save it's, everybody. It's so crazy, though, because he also, like, he only reconciles with his wife because the guy encourages him to. So he was like, too proud to do it otherwise. He, he The guy encourages him to reconcile with his wife and then make sure he dies. Like, what a sadistic bastard. That is a really mean villain. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Pretty and rough. Does it feel so rough? What? <laughs> Does it feel so rough? And it feels so rough. It's a song. Oh, that song. Yeah, that's, like, that sounds that familiar. Ding, but I... ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Sorry. I really, really... Um... I apologize for that song. So there's a pretty great uh, you know, fight sequence between Sousa and... Um... Dottie. Dottie. There's a pretty great fight scene between Sousa and Dottie. Um, well, yeah, because he's, he may be handicapped, but he was still a soldier and he's still, he's still got that fighting spirit to him. He definitely does. Um, he's like, you kick my gun away. I'm going to hit you with my crutch. I'm going to roll a mop bucket at you, which was probably the worst thing he did. (laughs) Well, like immediately after the mop bucket got you know whatever distraction he distracts her and then grabs his gun he goes and grabs his gun and he he didn't like give up when she took his crutch away i like that about him like when he fell down he was like all right i'm gonna get you now and he like he crawls away from her like really fast just fast enough to grab his gun and she's like oh crap he's got his gun now and she runs yeah and then he's up by the way he's up quick yeah by the way when she runs and she jumps down that staircase stairwell oh yeah that was probably one of the badass, most badass like TV things I've seen because it looked so good. It really did. I'm not. I'm not sure exactly how they did it. Um, if she was on wires or if like it was likely wires. It looked so real. It looked so good. She just moves down it so quickly. I mean, yep. I mean um, really, really impressed. Yeah, that was really good uh, choreography in that scene. Yeah. It was, I mean, it's probably something like there's some free runners out there that can do it. <laughs> yeah. But man, that was awesome. Well, like, yeah, I, I thought that she was going to start with a free running thing because I've seen free runners do like a jump to this one, hang on for a second to like slow the speed down or like slow the descent down mm-hmm. a lot and then jump and turn and grab this one and then jump and turn and grab that one. But she was just like tap one foot, <laughs> tap one foot, tap one foot. 
Yeah, which is the same concept, but it's just so much more badass. <laughs> it really is. I've just never seen anyone do anything like that. That was awesome. And then she lands, and then the one agent that has the chance to take her out just stares at her. Yep. And I remember, I remember when we were watching it, you were just like, shoot! Just shoot fire. her! Just fire, you asshole. Come on. <laughs> Idiot, what are you thinking? There are lives on the line. <laughs> She's going to finella theater. <laughs> uh, yep. That's exactly what's going to happen. So, of course, while all that's going on, the doctor is convincing Chief Wiggum to give him uh, some item that we just don't know what it does. Item <sighs> number 17. Item number 17. I kept thinking that he was going to open it. It was going to be the obelisk. I thought that too, but I knew that's 084. Yeah, yeah. I, I, kept, I kept thinking it'd be cool if it were something connected, but I knew that it wasn't going to be the obelisk. I know. Unless they changed changed numbers somewhere along the way. And then continuity would be ruined. That'd be so bad. Yeah, I know you would. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I don't know, it's, they're Pulp Fictioning me. With this whole, like, let's open the case and let the actor look inside and not ever show anybody what it is. <laughs> Just know that it's a good thing and it's a big deal. Like, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like when you build that suspense on me. What if it's a bad thing? What if you show me and I'm disappointed? Yeah, but were you disappointed? I mean, I'm not going to be, I don't think. Oh, we saw what it was. Did we? It was the gas canister that released oh, the yeah. finale. Whatever, which I I guess that's what they were doing. So the doctor takes Chief Wiggum into the lab and in order to get him out of there, he puts on this really great, like, I need everybody in this meeting room kind of performance. And I just the whole time I'm like, no, no, don't make everybody go. They're going to help you. Don't cut them off. No. So then they go to find the thing. And there was the vest. Yeah. That vest, man. That vest, though. Um, I think we we had, we had some feedback about the vest. Yeah. Should we go ahead and read that feedback? While we're talking about it here. Uh, I guess so. On the Facebook, Jason Hicks says, Did I miss the part where Chief Wiggum couldn't remove the vest like a pullover I thought that too I was like man that looks really bulky he could probably just slide that up over his head he says unless I missed missed some sort of crotch strap (laughs) (laughs) I'll have to watch a second time tomorrow I'm pretty sure you're right Jason there is no crotch strap there is no crotch strap it's just a vest that's the Um, locking mechanism that activates it it, it was a very tight vest. It's possible he couldn't pull it off. But, but like, with assistance, he could have gotten that over his head. Probably so. And even if push comes to shove, just lose the arms. We've already seen somebody amputate a leg this episode. And just, in a really juicy manner, Just too. take off. Take off those arms real quick. Just, you know, hack them. Get that fire axe out. Take <laughs> off the arms. And just slide that vest over your head. And then bleed out right in front of everybody. No, you know, you, you, you cauterize and wrap them up. Sure, you're armless, but you're alive. I mean, they're the SSR. Surely they can get them some, like, cool bionic arms. <laughs> like, maybe it's a few, they're a few Those years early. They haven't been developed yet. They're a few years early. Maybe he's the beginnings of the Deathlock Project. 
they already showed that James Garrett is the is the first Deathlock, and he was dying. I'm just saying, like the early, early beginnings, you know. <laughs> He's the prototype. He's the prototype of Deathlock. Yeah. Um, you no. Know, he turns into Jax from the Mortal Kombat series. Really? Yeah. You should stop. All right. You sh- you should stop. So. So very sad, very, very sad scene. Very sad scene with William. The the, the, the freaking just his 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 speech about his wife. God, the delivery on that was it was also really really hard. It was heart wrenching. Mm-hmm. And promise then, me, promise me you're gonna find the son of a bitch who did this. And I was like, I promise that I'm gonna help if if they can't do it. I wish they'd reverse them. He says the thing about his wife, and then he says, "The promise me you'll get them." Yeah, I wish he'd said, "The promise me you'll get them," and then the last thing he says was, "Tell my wife I'm sorry I couldn't make it to dinner." <laughs> like just such a such a great line, a classic like classic cop movie line. Yeah, maybe that's why they didn't want to do it. Yeah, but I loved it. <laughs> I love that cheesy shit. Um, <laughs> And so so he, then uh, he shoots the window and dives through oh, it. Oh yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty awesome. It's intense. And and the explosion looked great. Yeah, it did. Really great effects this this episode. Yeah, I mean there wasn't a whole lot that happened really, but that that the was wire awesome. Work. And the wire we're assuming was wire work. Like yeah. her jumping down the thing was really awesome. And then there was that. Um, I feel like this this show was pretty seamless with the effects. They just, really are. Just felt everything just feels right. Yeah, it, just it all feels, flows perfectly. It all feels kind of period, and it all feels just fits in the world. Nothing, nothing crazy. Um, well, then the last scene we get is a uh, scene of uh, Dottie, or if that is her real name, I'm, I'm assuming she's dropped that alias <laughs> by now. Yeah. Um. So, uh, her and the doctor going to a theater and using a baby carriage to smuggle in the device, which I'm assuming is, um, item number 17. Yeah. Or at least the gas within it, it was item number 17. Or something. And they release a gas into this theater and cause everyone to go into a rage and kill each other. It was a pretty crazy, uh, situation. You know what it reminded me of? What's that? Is the um, the rage staff from the first season of oh, yeah. Agents of Shield? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of, kind of does. Just a little bit, but like in gaseous form. <laughs> gaseous rage staff. <laughs> Sounds like a Harry Potter character. <laughs> You're right. You're right. It does. Why did you have to get me while I was drinking water? I I, I did that. Very specifically because you were drinking water. <laughs> it's like, I want to make him spit that out. <laughs> I want him to die. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, so the last scene is them releasing the gaseous rage staff. And uh, everyone kills each other, which is pretty intense. That's all. People killing themselves or each other because of some sort of mystical thing really gets to me. Have you seen... Um... It's called the happening. The happening, yeah. Such a okay, bad so, idea. Yeah, sort of a bad movie. But that first scene where everyone just starts killing themselves. <laughs> um, I don't know, if you haven't seen if you haven't seen the happening, spoiler alert. 
uh, everyone don't, dies. Don't see it. Uh, the the whole the whole thing is everyone starts killing themselves, not not each other as as they did in this episode, uh, but themselves. Like the start... construction workers throwing themselves off of the scaffolding. Yeah, and there's just like a girl sitting on a park bench, all calmly, just start stabbing herself in the neck with scissors, like just really gross stuff. That that scene freaked me out. Like I, <laughs> the rest of the movie may have been a disappointment, but that scene was really good, really effective. Or um, you want to go to a little older run, uh, The Devil's Advocate, where Charlie's there and like just stabs herself in the neck. Oh gosh, that was oh so awful. <laughs> I know that was a better movie. That was a really good movie. I really like I really like The Devil's Advocate. Yeah. Um. So we have a. Would you, what do you think about that gas? Do you think that's what Fennel was? How does it pronounce? Is it Finnow or Finnell? I don't know. I think it's Finnow. Anyway. Okay. I, I'm pretty sure that that's likely what happened. It, yeah. There's been too much buildup on like the Battle of Finnow for this to be something else. Something unrelated. Yeah. Right. I mean, we've only got one episode to wrap it all together. So I, I, I'm guessing, and it makes sense why, if they use that gas on a community... Yeah, that makes sense. Why um, Tony Stark, Howard Howard Stark, you did it too, was freaking out uh, on some general. Yeah, it probably used his. It's probably something he created, but he never approved it. Yeah, or maybe and it was mistakenly. Was... was it a lot of um, Russian soldiers or German soldiers that were found dead? Russian soldiers were found dead, and Germans had nothing to do with it. Right, if I recall. So I'm thinking it's r- these Russian soldiers somehow got for now like. Uh, Infinal somehow got this gas pumped at them, and then somehow, you know, maybe it was by mistake because they're they're part of the Allies or whatever. Um, and then Howard freaks out on the the um, commanding officer who allowed it to happen. I don't know what I don't know what happened, but I'm guessing either the the Allies using Howard Stark's weapon, they either. Uh, intentionally attacked a Russian uh, village, or they made a mistake and dropped a canister of that gas or whatever. And that's probably why Howard was so mad when he was, you know, yelling at the general. And took a swing at him. That's right. Likely so. So, so yeah, that's uh, that's, all, that's all we got this episode. What did you think of the episode, Jeff? I liked the movement in the episode. There was a lot of good, uh, a lot of good, movement forward as yeah. far as character they and, didn't go very and far plot but like but they moved. they didn't need a whole lot of stuff to do it with they didn't mm-hmm. need a whole lot of space so like i honestly i would give this one probably an eight eight to eight five cool so I'll, I'll, I'll give an eight as well i like i like, I like this episode um, I liked it. there are a couple of really emotional moments there are a couple of really funny moments it did its job. This episode did it, did a really good job. Yeah, it it really hit on all points mm-hmm. for me, especially with <laughs> with Jarvis, like they're they're swinging the table. One, two. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what if there are people on the other side of this glass? <laughs> well, they'll probably be injured. They will. They, be a, they will likely be in danger. There will be a spray of, spray of glass. glass. Okay. One, two. Wait, 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 wait. What if what if these hypothetical people? On the other side of this glass, have guns. Then, well, then we will likely be injured. There will be a spray of bullets. <laughs> so good, hmm. such a good, such a good. Uh, and I love. That I like their their interaction. Chad Michael Murray's on the other side, going, 
what are you doing? I think he like walked in at that time because they cracked the glass. Nobody was there. And then, oh, everybody wins. Oh, crap. We're still handcuffed to a table. And then he walks in. Like, what the hell's going on in here? What are you doing? It's probably a loud crash. Yeah. Then he came to investigate. <laughs> there mm. was a terrible crash. Sorry. Well, Panic at the Disco for you. That's all I got. That's all I got. You got anything else tonight, Jeff? I just really like the interaction between Peggy and Jarvis. You know, I didn't I did know too. how much... I missed that. I didn't know how much I missed Jarvis until he came back. Yeah, same here. Same here. And I think tonight, really the first time he came back, and, and then we'll probably see him a good bit next week. He'll probably be back to kind of being her partner, I'm guessing. Well, yeah, everything's got to wrap up. Yeah, absolutely. So... I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward. This this miniseries has been really, really good. And it's been a great uh, filler, I guess. Not necessarily filler, but a great yeah, like, holdover until, like, you know, yeah, between the seasons. This really, this really kept my interest through the entirety of the, Chris, of the you know, Christmas break and all the way to now. The winter break? Yeah, the winter break. Yeah. Pretty awesome. And I just, I don't know how we would have filled the time... In between without this. And I'm really <laughs> glad this happened. Because it's so good. That's true. Well, I guess we're all done. That's pretty much it for tonight. Alright, well we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. I'm Matt. I'm Jeff. And we are in partnership with 45 Magazine. Check them out at 45-magazine.com If you'd like to hit us up with some feedback, this week's episode of our podcast or this week's episode of Agent Carter, just uh, hit us up at, um, at MCUcast on Twitter, Facebook.com slash MCUcast, MCUcast.wordpress.com, MCUcast at gmail.com is our email. And if you want to just call us directly and leave a message for us to play on the podcast, it's 573-CAST-MCU. All right, well, thank you so, so much for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, we love you very much. That's a really great way to end it. We love you very much, guys. Think about your wife and children before you don't cut your arms off. What? <laughs> <laughs>